Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. A podcast where this time we're going to go through the best and worst stuff of 2022. My name is Connor. My name is Harry. Hello, hello, hello. And yeah, we're going to, like I just said, best and worst of 2022. Yeah. So, so how how was your 2022? I ask, not really wanting to go into... To detail, just <laughs> yeah, it's alright. It was alright. Yeah, quite cool. good. How was yours? I mean, yeah, it was alright. I say, as good as whether can or not be. I mean it. As yeah, good as it can be. Oh wow, I mean, I've got nothing to look forward to then. Well, I didn't know how to. No, not that. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what. How good was twenty twenty two in the year of film and TV for you? Uh, a lot better than 2021 and 2020 because obviously pandemic made yeah. film stuff a lot worse. Um, so I think less TV wise, I've been watching less TV stuff I think over the year. Um, but film wise, definitely, there's just yeah, been a I, lot more stuff. I'd agree. I'd agree with you. I think. I think there was a few standout TV um, series this year, but I think film really went above and beyond like even like my top three to four or my top three for example completely surprised me because it's not the usual top three i would have thought i would have gone for at the end at the start of last year um mm. yeah so but that's been quite a nice um surprise yeah to have enjoyed those ones more than i thought i was going to yeah. so it's, yeah. it's nice to be proven wrong sometimes of course of course um, so, uh, I assume you have, like, a list of all the films and TV shows that you watched that were released in 2022? <coughs> I do. I have them in front of me, in the order of my rankings. Do you know how... I don't have any orders, because I wasn't going to go through... I, I, I haven't got them in a ranking order. I used to do that, but I haven't this time, because I thought... Because I do my awards, I think that's just the way to know how I feel about the films. Yeah. I don't like to rank them all in order anymore. Um, but, do you know? So do you know how many films you watched? In 2022, that um, were released in 2022, the year of our Lord. Just counting. 26. 26, wow, that's that's a, that's a good number. Yeah, it's, it's alright for me. Yeah, it's alright, it's a good number, um, I said, that's what I said. How about you? Uh, 20, 2022 releases. Yeah. Uh, 50. Fuck off. Exactly 50, because I couldn't be bothered to watch any more after that. <laughs> So there's a couple of films that I was like, I was going to watch them. I had list, I had them listed, but then I was like, how much do I really want to watch these films? I do have some films that I really wished I had watched. Like, um, I really wanted to watch All Quiet on the Western Front, but I just didn't. So Yeah. And it's on Netflix, but like, I didn't watch it in 2022, so I'm not counting it. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's like how my favourite film from 2020 was... My favourite film that was released in 2020 is Coda, but I didn't watch it in 2020. <laughs> Right, I get you. I watched yeah. it in 2021. Was that 2021? Was that this year? Did I watch Coded? Uh, yeah, because it was at the BAFTAs at the start of last oh, year. Oh, yeah, no, of course. So, so um, yeah, Coda was 2021 then. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I watched it in March. Probably still one of the best films I've watched this year, actually. Even Ooh. though it wasn't released this year. Anyway, so in 2021, we, we, we the, for last year, for, for 2021, we did our best and worst list. We did. 
um, including, so for TV, we only did three awards, which was Worst Show, Best Show, and Special Achievement Award, which is basically just for anything that's a one-off TV thing. Not a show, just a one-off thing. Yeah. Um, for Worst Show, we both agreed it was Jupiter's Legacy. Harry didn't finish it, I don't believe. Oh, what a pile of shit that was. And I just didn't like it, but did finish it. Um, for Best Show, we had different shows. Harry went with Doctor Who Flux, and I was Invincible Season 1. Yes, um, yes, Invincible. Very, two very good shows. Uh, well, I say that, I didn't really think much of Doctor Who Flux, but you know Just what I mean. Fair. You know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> um, Special Achievement Award, we both went with Bo Burnham's Inside, which was great. Yes, loved um, that, absolutely did- loved that. We did a music award, just a best album thing, which was just Spider-Man No Way Home, soundtrack for Harry, and Dream Theater Review from the Top of the World for me. Uh, For film, we had a disappointing film award. Harry said Matrix 4, and I said Mortal Kombat. Yep. Worst film, Harry said Mortal Kombat, and I said Monster Hunter. Animated animated film, we both said The Mitchells vs. The Machines. Oh, that was great. For surprising film, Harry said... Tick Tick Boom and I said nobody even though I don't know why <laughs> that's fair but uh, special mentions we, we went with we both said Dune No Time to Die Justice League Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, Shang-Chi and then I said Godzilla vs. Kong The Harder They Fall Love and Monsters and Harry added Ghostbusters Afterlife yes, yes and then for best film even though overall it wasn't it was just best film that we agreed on uh, was Spider-Man No Way Home Fuck yeah. Um, so this year we've got the same awards and some a couple of extras. Exciting times. So for TV, we got Best Comic Book Show. So any show that was adapted from a comic book. Yep. Worst show, as, as always, even though I don't know if I have any that I finished that were bad. Um, best Show and then the Special Achievement Award again, if there's anything we can think of for that. For music, just best album again if either of us have anything. I don't know if I have one I could nail down, but we'll see. And then for films, we have best comic book movie. Yep. Um, best sequel, prequel, remake, or reboot. And if we can maybe think, <laughs> if we can think of one for each, then maybe we can just give one for each. Uh, oh. Most disappointing film, again. Worst film, again. Best animated film, most surprising film. Some special mentions, again. And then best film. But we obviously haven't we haven't pre-discussed this. This is what this episode will be. <coughs> yeah, we've not discussed um, it at all. This is very. So just well, we, never, we didn't. We hadn't discussed it before last time either. So, but we'll see. We'll see how this goes. We'll start uh, with the TV awards. Okay. So best comic book show. Ooh. So I will quickly go to the. I've watched. I watched a few, obviously, because there were a few. Yeah. I need to find them again. Where did I put them? Twenty twenty. This one. Um, so, comic book shows. Comic book shows. I've got them mixed up as comic book movies and shows. But anyway, I can pick out the shows. So, there was Moon Knight. Yep. Ms. Marvel. She Hulk Attorney at Law. I Am Groot, I guess. Um, the Boys. And then I know there were some others, but I, I like Peacemaker and that, but I hadn't watched that. So. You got uh, Guardians Holiday Special. I no, I didn't know if I was going to include that because it's a special, not a show. Oh yeah. Uh, that's yeah. If that's if you agree with that. Yeah, like, no, that's fine. Because yeah. you know, um, can you think of any other comic book shows from last year? Not off the top of my head. Or have you watched any others? Like, not really. No. Was there, did any of the DC shows have a season? Uh. 
I think they did. I didn't watch them, but I know I know the Flash <laughs> carried on, but I fully fell off that. The, the Sandman. Oh, the Sandman, of course. Umbrella Academy. Bloody idiot. Uh, I believe. Well, I don't know if all of these were this year, but there's a lot of them. Um, Heartstopper's based on a comic. Is. Um, then there's some others. There's a lot of DC things, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know for sure if they had seasons this year. Um, but anyway, yeah, comic book shows. So out of the ones that we've gone through and that you've watched, what would you say is yours? Uh, hands down, the Sandman. I thought that was. Um, I thought that was pretty incredible. I didn't really know a lot of it going into it. I've not um, read the comics, although I want to. And. Graphic it was, or is it comics? Oh no, it'd be comics. It was it? a comic, but it's, yeah, because yeah, the characters that are in it, like, yeah. But, but um, it was one of the only shows last year that I was fully hooked on and binged from start to finish. Um, I fell off a lot of TV last year, not because they were necessarily bad. I just kind of fell off them. Um, but this one kept me hooked completely. Um, yeah. So Sandman has down for me. Cool. What about uh, you? For me, I think I'd have to be the boys. Like, okay, it's one of my favourite shows from last year. I completely forgot it even came out last year. <laughs> mm, yeah, true. Um, because even though it came out in like the uh, summer, I think, or maybe spring, but like I definitely was watching it week to week, and it's one of those shows where you do you always feel like, why am I still watching this? It's so gruesome at times. Um, yeah. But then you're like, but it is it is incredible, um, and. Homelander is still the most menacing villain you could even see on TV. Oh, yeah. So I have to say The Boys Season 3, because like that show, I think it's just getting better. Yeah, I have heard that. Um, you need to get back onto it at some point. That's I it, believe, it is on my list. I believe Season 4 is coming this year. Yeah, yeah, they're already like halfway through filming it. They might have already finished filming it. I haven't seen them posting anything lately. Who knows? No idea. But yeah, no, it has to be the boys for me. Like, I love that show. Um, nice. Any other, any of the Marvel shows that not you wouldn't give it? Obviously, because we've already done said our favourites. But what, what ones, you know, stood out to you? Um, I enjoyed Moon Knight. Yeah, me and too. I enjoyed uh, She Hulk as well. I thought She Hulk. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, to be fair, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed all of them for different reasons. I think you know, like we were talking about on. Um, the MCU Phase 4 recap like I really liked Miss Marvel for the character of Miss Marvel and I really liked mm-hmm. I Am Groot just in terms of a fun 20 minute watch but I think the ones that stood out to me the most was probably probably She-Hulk mm-hmm. that's the one that surprised me the most that I yeah. enjoyed as much as I did that's fair I think She-Hulk was probably the most one of the well, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel were probably two of the most comic accurate ones except for Miss yeah. Marvel's power changing yeah. Um, whereas Moon Knight was just a really good self-contained story. Yes. With yes. a little, we've not even. I wouldn't even say like we've said this. We discussed this in the episode in the episode about the MCU Phase Four. But like, it doesn't. It's not even one of those things where it's like, oh, here's a big setup for the future. It's like, here's just oh, there is a third personality. So there's Moon Knight is still around, but it's not setting up any story or anything like that. It caps off the story really well. Yeah. He's so it. I'd agree. 
it is that it could just be a one-off thing they could never revisit moon knight ever again and it's like at least it exists in it's in in a form might not be its best form but I yeah at least it. we got at least we got what we got yeah so settle that it's the sandman for harry and it's the boy season three for me already we can't agree nice <laughs> um so what about worst show did you have a show that you started and didn't like or that you watched all the way through and didn't like <laughs> well, i don't know i wouldn't say it's the worst show but worst the one or that weakest I'm... like like a show that yeah the you one... watched and you're like this wasn't what i was expecting or even like a show that you just disappointed you like well, yeah, the one that I was kind of not bothered about after, like, as I after I watched it was probably I Am Groot. Didn't really care about that. It once is I watched a it. show, but it, I, it was it is. We've already that's what it was designed it to be. Like, yeah, it wasn't. It's not meant to be a big engrossing show. It's only like five minute, five I mean, episode I have, shorts. I don't technically it's a TV special because it's it's one of the Doctor Who specials from this year. But that was mm. my most um, that was my weakest bit of TV for this year was the. Legends of the Sea Devils. I stand episode. by that episode being good. <laughs> I just, you know what it is. I don't remember any of it at all. Usually, I can remember something. I can't remember a single thing of this. Rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do it's need to. I think it was better than the last than the the last episode. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But, but that's um, no. Obviously, we're all entitled to our opinions in terms of the no, yeah, of course. Things, um, I mean, going through some of the leftover shows, like, um, Star Wars: Tales of the Jedi was relatively nothing but i still got something out of it yeah um the doctor who specials was it even the daleks was new year's wasn't it so that was last year as yeah. well okay, it was all so. last year yeah yeah i mean solar the most recent season of solar opposites was good uh i liked that yeah that's the thing stranger things um uh it's hard like i do have a show all right okay so i think all right, my worst. I'm not going to say I am Groot just because of what, the nature of it. Yeah. Um. I I I don't really want it because I, I know you wasn't that fond of this show when it was on. Um. I don't really. I didn't want to bring it up because I I don't like hearing people hate it. <laughs> um. But I know you weren't that fond of the book of Boba Fett. Was that last year? Yeah, that was the beginning. Well, oh, it started in it started in 2021, ended in 2022. Oh, that's why I didn't say anything because I didn't know if that counted. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that would probably that would probably be it as well. Yeah, I didn't like that. So sad. So I was sad. I had like Disenchantment. I liked that though. Russian Doll season two wasn't very good. Yeah, I remember you being a little bit disappointed after you'd watched it. Well, it's mainly because of how long it took to come out, and it's just like you make us wait, and then it's just not nothing special. Mm. Um, it wasn't bad, but it was just not as special. Um, a show that disappointed me, Obi Wan Kenobi overall. I think didn't work as a show, but I still got a That's lot right. out of it. That's fair. I think like we we discussed that as well. Like recently, it was like as a show, maybe it doesn't doesn't work. It probably would have worked better as like a film. Yeah, I do. I do think as a film would have benefited it, like, but it was for me. A... It it was one of my favorite shows of the year because it initially was supposed to be a film. It was supposed to be the first in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then they had to rework it into a show, and I think that's what hurt it a lot. And also the fact that it was filmed on the volume, and you could tell. <laughs> yeah, the okay. volume didn't help. It, like that scene where he's trying to run away from uh, Vader, and it's just like he's just on different part. He's just in the volume again. Like it's just, <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't go anywhere. But I wouldn't say it's worst. I don't know. I don't, again, I'm not going to say I'm Groot. Um, Rick and Morty season six was good. 
It's a hard one. Yeah, I'm going to change mine to Book of Boba Fett. I liked, I loved two episodes of it, and I did enjoy the start of it. That's but fair. overall, I'll just, I'll, I just, just didn't have, enjoy it. I'll just have to hurt you when I next see you. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. Oh, I don't, yeah, I'm going to change it to weakest show then because I don't. We're not. We're not saying it's the worst. Oh, no, it's the like, one. It's the one that well enjoyed the least. It's the one that we just didn't really click with. Oh yeah, we, weakest works I think because it's yeah. it doesn't. It just means if you put it in a fight with another show, it's not going to win. So book of Boba Fett for Harry, unfortunately, <laughs> and I guess I'll say Russian Doll season two. Yeah, I think that was the one that. When me and you spoke about it, that was the one I remember you being most disappointed by. There are shows I tried to start watching last year but didn't finish, but none of them were like 2022 releases. For example, I, I, I started The Orville but didn't finish it. I think I did that as well. I think I got a bit through season one and jumped I'm off. like four episodes in. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely, I think I might be similar. Um, I did start season three of Atlanta, which was last year, but didn't finish it. But that was because I just wasn't in the mood for that show. Yeah. And kind of have to be because the tone shifts quite a bit throughout, but um, yeah, I suppose that's worst show then, uh, done weakest show done. So what would you say was the best show for you last year? Oh, so I have, we I have go through some shows from last year that I've got on my list. I've already said most of them anyway. So like Book of Boba Fett, that was the show from last year. Uh, Disenchantment Part Four for me. Russian Doll Season Two. Moon Knight, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the After Party on Apple TV, Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Boy Season 3, Ms. Marvel, Stranger Things Season 4, Solar Opposite Season 3, I'm Groot, She-Hulk, Welcome to Wrexham, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, um, Rick and Morty, Andor. Uh, I'm I'm really in a Rick and Morty hype phase at the moment. I've been re-watching them and I'm just like, I fucking love this show. Um, just sorry, just what you said. Have you watched any of the recent seasons? Well, have you watched the recent season? Well, the only reason I haven't included it is because I still need to watch the last one. I missed watching the last one. Um, I really like the season overall. My favourite episode, because you're saying you haven't watched the last, last one. Uh, my favourite episode is the one where they came back after their break and it was like, with, oh, I can't remember what the episode was cool, but it had all like the characters that were like names of tr- like tropes in films and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what was it? Um, <coughs> oh, what was the name of that character? Oh, previously on. <laughs> yes, when it starts he... with the character previously on, and I was just like, "This is great!" And all the characters have great character. names. It brought back a character from series four as well, right? It brought back the um, when they're on the 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 hyperspace train. Oh yeah, no, that yeah, the, the yeah, that's was that that episode. As in, they brought someone back from that episode. No, but was that that? Yeah, no, but I'm saying was that that episode? Yeah, I think so. Pretty um, sure. What was the episode called again? Let me see if I can find it. After venturing into the beyond the fourth floor, was it a full full meta Jack Rick? Might have been. Was the episode the self-referential six? Is what they're called. Yeah. I need to find their names though because they were brilliant. Um, yeah, it brings up the brings the story lord, I think, or not, or something like that. Um, yeah, it rings a bell. I also really like the episode after that one, um, which is analyze piss. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really good episode. I just, yeah, I think Series 6 was one of their strongest they've done. Back on top Ooh, form. I don't know if I ever say that myself. Retcon. I really like the character of Retcon because his name was, I think, Brett Khan initially. 
And he's like, and then Morty's like, why, why don't you change your name to Retcon instead? And he's just like, my name has always been Retcon. Because <laughs> he's a Retcon. I just, it's so intelligent. <laughs> I want to be one of those people that's like, oh, Rick and Morty's so smart. But it's, it is very well written. As my, like, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not an obnoxious Rick and Morty fan. I just enjoy the show. But like, yeah, exactly. We're not, yeah, I did really like that episode. Um, I want to try find well, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got three TV series that are in my top. Not in any order, but they're like that. I'm struggling to choose between for best show. Yeah, I've got a, uh, a few that were up there for me. Because I've got, I've got Stranger Things four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and The Sandman. Mm. And I think... I think it'll be The Sandman, because I think that's the one that's stuck with me the most. Um, And it it really was a really... um, I can't even describe it. It it was just a fucking really good show. And I'm really... I'm I'm buzzing for season two. Um... Is that happening? Like actually, yeah, like... they've confirmed. They've confirmed it now. Yeah. Okay, so, but they've confirmed it's happening, but it's not actually happening. Happening at the moment, right? Because I mean, it's Netflix. <laughs> so Netflix you've got to be confirmed... white. No, I know, Net... but Netflix have confirmed a lot in the past, and I just, I'm just saying, it's Netflix. Yeah. They're cancelling everything at the moment. True. True. You have to be a bit wary with Netflix right now. It's why I don't really want to watch anything on Netflix. But I've also heard that Sandman is very much like it doesn't leave so many things open-ended or anything like that no it very much ties up the story that is telling in season one good. but leaves it open for season two good don't want to be like those shows that outright are like here there's definitely gonna like what was that show there was a show i watched um i can't remember the name of it now Yeah, I actually kind of remember the name of it, but it was like one season, but the show ended on like a, not a massive cliffhanger, but on like a, oh, there's something coming next, and then it just, it was cancelled. <laughs> oh, that always right? sucks. And I'm just like, oh, great, that was a really good show. Everyone was like, that was a really good show. And I'm just like, now I'm just sick of Netflix. Yeah, they've been doing it a lot. But um, my top shows were Andor, um, Rings of Power, um... The boys and uh, probably welcome to Wrexham up there as well. Oh, that was a really good show. Why don't we um, give it to? That's a very good choice of, of four choices. Well, welcome to Wrexham was great because it was like I love football and it shows a side. The shows it does show the positive and negative sides of like being a football fan. Like it goes into football hooliganism, and then it shows like just being you know how passionate supporters can get. And if you're a team, if it's a team like Wrexham, how much it matters to its community. Mm. Um, which is always a great thing to see, especially when I compare it to like my local team, and I'm like, yeah, my team has no impact on the community, and we're technically a bigger team than Wrexham in terms of the 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 the, um, the football tier system. But obviously, yeah, Wrexham has more history. Yeah, um, and they're owned by Hollywood now. <laughs> nice. Um, and it was just great because the show focuses a lot on like the people of Wrexham more than just the football club. Oh yeah, and then you got. I really like the Rings of Power. I know loads of people are like, "Oh, it's 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 terrible the way it's doing things is shit." And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just having a lot of fun with this show, and like, and it's just really drawing me in to the to its world. And I get why, because some people are complaining of saying stuff like, "Oh, but 
all of these events are supposed to happen over the course of like thousands of years and it's like yeah but then it'd be having to recast every single episode yeah it's not <laughs> like uh, plausible yeah so it's an ad- adaptation of the source material it's not the source material yeah <laughs> so just i don't know if you don't like it don't watch it <laughs> Yeah, simple exactly, as that pretty much i was like i'm not a hardcore Lord of the rings fan i'm not a stickler for the for the law because i don't know anything about the law i just enjoy the world and i've enjoyed that show and then Good. uh well i said the boy season three everyone talked about how it's just it's just consistently great um but i don't think it's a surprise i'm giving it to andor because it was a star wars show that was more than just a star wars show yeah that's fair it's a show about the downtrodden and the oppressed rising up to fight against their oppressors Mm, yeah. and it's the way it tells that story is perfect because it's from the perspective of someone who doesn't give a shit about Star Wars and just wants to tell a good story yeah and I think that's what's work, worked for it as well for a lot of people mm-hmm. it's like when, when um, the writer's been Tony Gilroy's been asked about like um, any easter eggs in that and he's like oh I don't have a clue about any of that that's just stuff they do I just write the show nice it's like no that's perfect that's great you want to have it's great to have someone who's a massive fan get to work on it because they know how to you know for example like i know it's obviously they know how to treat the world for a fan but then it's also good to have it separate because they know how to treat the story and i I know it's i think that one of the best i mean it's like dave filoni for example he's a massive fan but he knows how to tell good stories in that world Mm. I mean, Ryan Johnson is a big fan of Star Wars, and he, I think, he did his. I, I say, I say he did his best, but I love the Last Jedi, but he obviously didn't appease to everyone. Yeah, which is fine. You're never going to appease to everyone in the Star Wars community because Star Wars fans are toxic as fuck. Um, Andor was just amazing. Like the fact that I mean, it does drop some plot points from early on in the show, and you d- I didn't realize that until later on because it's. But they did that intentionally, I think, because they were just like, "Oh, we need to make this more concise." Yeah. Um, but as an overall for a first season of a show and the fact that it is going to get a second season and then that's it I think it's it's perfect and the first season isn't like massively open-ended either it's a very concise one-off kind of story and because I think the next show is going to take place a few years later the next season yes because it's going to be like leading up to the events of Rogue One that one this one takes place five years before Rogue One yeah but it's great like I know you did you start it I'm on episode six, so I've just done episode six. Mm. Um, so I need to do the second half. And I don't know some people. Some people were critical of the last episode, but I I think it was great. The show was like so consistent once it picked up. I mean, the first three episodes it did. You, you do, if you don't watch them together, it, they if you were to watch just the first episode, you'd be like, well, that's weak. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think the first three episodes very much feel like feature length that they've just cut. Yeah, and that's why they released them all together. Yeah, because they were like they knew that. Um, but they are oh, good. Yeah, it's a sandal for me. Absolutely good, man. Good. Because it did. It just never felt like. I mean, it felt like it never felt like Star Wars while being explicitly Star Wars. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I get what you're saying. It's great. It was good. Cool. So for Harry, it was a Sandman for me and all. Yay. Um. What about the Special Achievement Award, then? I mean, there was stuff like, like I really enjoyed the, the, the Harry Potter reunion special at the very start of the year last year. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty nice and pretty sweet. Um, the Power of the Doctor, I thought, for me, was pretty good. Um, 
Mm -hmm. So I'd say those two if I had to, if I picked any, but nothing else really uh, stood out to me while I think of it. No. Uh, yeah. Neither, I'd, I'd, neither of the um, Marvel ones, Guardians Special. Or... Werewolf by Night uh, was pretty good. I really like the way they. I really like the way they filmed it and the way they yeah. executed it. And I think the Guardians Holiday Special was just. Uh, was just a really nice, yeah. fun watch around Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, oh shit! I'm gonna go Harry Potter 20th anniversary special because I think I remember me and Maddie waking up on New Year's Day, doing some bits, ordering food, and just sitting down and watching it for two hours. And it was like it was it was just really nice to see all these people where they've got to in their careers, but reminiscing over something that was a, such a big part of our childhood. Um, yeah, it was just nice. Fair enough. What about you? Um, I'm going to choose... I need to go open it because I can't remember the name of it. Um, the full name. Um, I'm going to choose Hassan Minaj's comedy special, The King's Jester. Okay. Because it, it was a rough thing. It was, he was... Because obviously he's a very political comedian, but the way he was talking about how the how the politics that he would talk about affected his own life and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and I just think he's he's really really funny, really intelligent, and yeah. Good. It's it's good. I really like him as a comedian. <laughs> oh, good man. So yeah, my... that is the one I would choose. Um, so any anything stand out to you from for music, for, for best for a best album, any soundtrack specifically? I know you like the Avatar soundtrack. I was gonna say yeah, I really really enjoyed the Avatar soundtrack. I mean, I did did as well. I listened to it like the day after I saw it. Yeah, um, I thought the Batman soundtrack also was actually really good. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, did you have any? Um, music from any artists that was released? Uh, liked? I liked Panic at the Disco's new album, actually. I know some people were a little divisive on it, but um, we're going to see them next year my, live. My favourite fact about Panic at the Disco is how, like, none of the original band are there, and, like, <laughs> Brendan Urie wasn't actually an original member of the band and came in, and now he's like, he is the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I genuinely never realised that until last year. I saw it now, I can't remember where, I might have been on the TikTok or something like that. But I was just like, oh wow, that's actually quite interesting how he just he was just hired as the singer and then completely changed the face of the band. <laughs> uh I wonder if I've got my my spot let me get my phone. I don't wanna mess up any of the recording. Um albums. Yeah, so I think I've not listened to the Doctor Who soundtrack yet from last year so oh the God of War soundtrack was very good as well actually fuck and I like the Fantastic Beast soundtrack this is not going well let's say yeah fuck it I'm going to say the Avatar soundtrack because um, there's two there, there's well there's one track I like a lot of tracks in there but there's one track called the Song Chord that um Zoe Saldana sings. Sorry, you might be able to hear my dog in the background. I think the door's just gone off. But, um... 
yeah, there's there's a song called the song. There's a song. There's a track called the song chord that Zoe Saldana sings. A song called the track chord. The song called the track chord. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's 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 haunting. Yeah, it's yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's re- like it's heartbreaking, and it's it's like the film. That soundtrack surprised me in many ways because I didn't really I didn't really care for the first soundtrack. I didn't really care for the first film. I rewatched it before I saw the second one. But yeah, the soundtrack I, to this one I thought was very good. We haven't actually spoken about Avatar The Way of Water yet, but we will when um, we do our recap, but that will be released before this. Um, yes. I hope. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say is um, I didn't re- I was going to rewatch it beforehand and I didn't, and I think that helped. I think if I had rewatched it, I would have been a bit more cynical going in. Okay. Only because I know I didn't like the first one. <laughs> but yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna rewatch it, and then it got to a point where I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. And also, I don't think you needed to. I know I saw some people. I saw somebody, you know, um, YouTuber Jenny Nicholson. Yes, yes. She does a lot of like video essays. Not as much. I was good. Anymore, yeah. But um, I think she, her video essays are great. And um, but like, so I saw some people that were replying to her tweet about it, being like, it's a, it's a rare L for Jenny Nicholson. But um, she was basically saying. The beginning of Avatar The Way of Water spends so much time, like, giving you new information. Mm. Like, being like, here's everything that's happened in this period. And then, and she said, but none of it is a recap of the first film. And I'm like, yeah, but that, if I had a recap of the first film, I would have hated that. Like. Yeah, see, again, we'll I, talk about it in a, more in our recap. Yeah. But I do, I do think, I, look, I, I'd say I loved it, which was mm-hmm. a big surprise to me. Because I thought I was going to fucking hate it. I didn't like the trailers at all. I thought I was going to hate it. You didn't. You did like the trailers, don't you? Lie. <laughs> no, I hated the the very first teaser. I absolutely really. Despised. I remember you saying you. I remember you saying it looks really good. <laughs> I think I thought visually, the film looked good, but in terms of how a trailer's put together, I thought it was a really weak trailer, teaser, whatever. But the thing for me was, it it does feel like it was. It felt like the first hour was James Cameron going, "Here's the world. Here's everything you need to know." Second second hour was a bit like. Here's, here's me kind of showing off what we've done, which he has every right to do. I've considering. Seen, yeah, I've seen some comments about it being like it's basically most of the pl- apart from the last act, most of the plot of the film is basically the first film, but them adapting like it's them learning to be in water rather than uh, Jake Sully learning to be in the forest. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like it. Which I think is, I mean, I'm gonna. I also like the film, but like, I just think I'm like, that's actually really true. <laughs> like, that's actually so true. The only difference yeah. here is I actually cared about the characters this time. Yeah, I actually gave a <laughs> shit. It's like, I mean, in the first film, Jake Sully is a nothing protagonist. In this yeah. one, he's a dad. So you know. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah well, that, uh, uh, that's my that soundtrack, soundtrack will be my music pick for this year. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know what my favourite album was because I haven't listened to... like I've listened to some tracks from albums multiple times. Yeah. But like, I think the tra- the album I've listened to the most in terms of tracks, like the most tracks from the album is the um, Ghost's most recent album, Impera, which was released in March. Okay. So I've obviously had more time throughout the year to listen to that album. Um, so I guess I'd have to say that, even though it's not the one I rated highest, but I haven't listened to those ones again since. Yeah. So I guess I'll go Ghost in Para. Um I like obviously I too like soundtracks. <laughs> you do. I just I can't remember all the soundtracks that were released this year and I haven't actually listened to many of them. I think Avatar is the only one I actually went back to listen to straight after the film. Um yeah. 
I've been meaning to listen to like the Batman soundtrack, but now I'm at a point where I want to rewatch the film first and then listen yeah, to the fair. soundtrack like the next day or something like that so I can know how to like associate the, the music to moments and stuff like that because that's pretty much that's how I like listening to the soundtracks. Um, I thought something I really liked about the Andor soundtrack was that the op- you know the opening music for the, the title screen mm-hmm. it's different in every episode. I thought that, yeah. Um, but apparently, because I think I, I saw this done on on a video, I don't know if it works entirely, but it does sort of. If you play all of them at the same time, it sounds like a one full coherent track. Like, oh, nice. As in, it's still as short as it is for the opening, but it all sounds like it sounds like a whole orchestra together, kind of. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. Like it all all complement each other. So it, I think, and that I think that's a really intelligent way to do an opening theme. I don't think anything's really clever. I don't think anything's ever done an opening theme like that. Not to my recollection. Um, And, but yeah, so I'd recommend seeing if you can find like a video that shows it all together because I think it does. That sounds pretty cool. Um, I didn't listen to any of the MCU soundtracks this year. Like I didn't revisit the Black Panther one. Oh yeah, no, tell a lie. I listened to a little bit of Black Panther. All the um, other films. I've re- actually I listened to the Thor Love and Thunder soundtrack, and while I didn't think much of the the film, I, um, you know, Giacchino's a great composer. Yeah, he that is. was Giacchino, wasn't it? Yeah. Although I was a bit disappointed they didn't bring back the composer from the previous one, because I thought he did a good job on Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll yeah I'll just I'll settle <laughs> for uh, saying Ghost's new album, Ghost Impera. Now we're on to the big ones. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever yeah. you say. Uh, so, best comic book movie. And if you give me a second Ooh. to bring up my lists again. See, I'm looking at my list now and I feel like I need... Oh, I'm stuck between... So, comic book two. movies. There's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Thor, yep. Love and Thunder. Morbius. Uh, Black Adam... <laughs> The Batman, um, and Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Fucking. Not and everyone's like, everything's superhero movies. Everything's comic. There's not, there's not that many. See, I. So, <laughs> there was two I'll, DC movies this year and three Marvel movies. That's not that many. I'll be completely honest, right? Originally, for this one, I was thinking of Black Panther because it's on, it's on my top five of my top ten. However, I'm looking However, through my I'm looking through my top ten. Yeah. And the Batman is also on that. Doctor Strange is as well, but Batman is also on that. And it's got the same ranking as Black Panther. And now I can't choose between the two. Because I think the more I the more I think about the Batman, the more I look into how Matt Reeves created it and, and the inspiration of it and mm-hmm. and the fact it is a detective Batman story. Well, let's We've talked about the Marvel ones already on a, in a big in a big in a big video, and I think we 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 both big video big episode. We both sort of we both agree about like D- Doctor Strange two being really good. Yep. Um, I th- I can't even remember what our rankings were for that now. I can open them, but I can't be bothered. Um, I think in terms of the Marvel movies, Thor was very much my weakest. I know you you liked it. I like I liked it, but out of um, oh no, there's Morbius as well. Fucking hell. Well, yeah, Morbius. Morbius is its own universe. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> out of, out so, of the MCU, MCU, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was probably that was probably my weakest. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I would love to just say the audacity. It's just, oh, it's so good that that we memed Morbius to hell. We everyone memed Morbius to hell so much that the studio were tricked into thinking that meant people wanted to see it and missed it the first time, so they released it again and it flopped again. Yeah, <laughs> the was, fact that, that was... Morbius flopped twice is why it is the greatest film of all time. <laughs> Not Space Jam. No, it's Morbius now. <laughs> it is. It's Morbin time. I mean, come on. It's Morbius. Time. I really hope they release it again because I, I really want to see it in the cinemas again. You know I what? Really, I really I'd, hope I'd, they put I'd all their money. I'd pay watch it in IMAX. Let's I want to... No. Let's waste our money. <laughs> I want to... Uh, no, I, I don't have the money to waste in IMAX. I, wanna, I want to... I want a Morbius sequel so badly just because I want to see it flop again. <laughs> I'm... Because Sony needs to learn to stop with the Spider-Man villain spin-offs. Yeah. Nobody cares. But we've got Craven the Hunter this year. Um, Which doesn't... He doesn't work without Spider-Man. Yeah, I, can, I know. I hate it's it so shit. much. They've, got, they've even roped fucking Donald Glover into doing one as well. And he's already in the MCU. Yeah. As Miles Morales' uncle, he's already could be Prowler, but no, they've got him roped into doing something else. Somehow, and he's someone that only does something if he's passionate about it. So um, he, he he left community because he got bored. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm gonna stick to Black Adam. Even <laughs> no, even though even though they've both got the same score, because basically my top three I've got like a nine point five, then the next four I've got like eight point five. Um. And even though they've both got eight point five, I think I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with Black Panther kind of forever because I think. Oh, oh do I go Batman? Say what oh. you want, mate. You said Black Panther. Like that was the one first one you said. Yeah, I'm gonna say Black Panther purely because I think for everything it had to tackle, it is too long, and I do have my. There's a reason it's not a ten. There's a reason that I do think there's some things that it needed to improve on, and it, it is far too long. But I think for what it had to tackle, and for what it had to do i think it did very well um and it was probably out of the mcu releases this year it was probably the one that i left going most like having having had most of an impact shortly mm-hmm. followed by um doctor strange mm-hmm. um i haven't seen black adam i tried to watch it over christmas got five minutes in and then my brother wanted to play a board game so i, I can't speak for that yet um but yeah that's my choice Um, so only one comic book movie made it into my top 10 so it's the Batman for me nice Um, I think Marvel dropped the ball a little bit this year in the the films Um, and I I know it is in the post end end game world and it's like they are building to something again which I understand completely but the whole issues with their VFX artists and stuff like that and it's just not it doesn't feel like it did, um, and a film like the Batman, which I mean, obviously, it doesn't have to rely too much on special effects. That film, so it it just always looked good. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, and I, I think it's, it's a Batman so, world that I really, I really, I really dig. So yeah, I do, I do hope, and I do have a lot of faith for the projects that are this year as opposed to the ones that were last year. Um, I, I think it's not as many I, this year. It does also. What do you mean, Marvel? 
Oh no, there's still just as many in there. There's loads this year, I think, in terms of shows and that still to come. Like there's a lot of stuff's not been. I think there's still stuff that's not got release dates confirmed, but they just say 2023. Um, so we've got yeah, the Marvels, Ant Man, the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Three. Uh, shows. I'm not even 100 percent sure with the shows. Secret Invasion, I know, is definitely this year. Is Echo this year? They've not confirmed Echo release date yet. I thought they at least said it was... Oh, it might be. I think year. that's been the problem. I think since they've started doing the Disney Plus shows, it's been very much overload of Marvel stuff. Um, but yeah, I've got high hopes for, for Marvel this year. I hope I hope they, they pull through. But I think... I'm glad, I'm glad the Batman made someone's best comic book movie. Mate. <laughs> um, yeah, it says 2023 for Echo. Um, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even though D- DC stuff in general is just all up in the air as well at the moment. Yeah. I guess. I just hope that it gets a sequel. Like, I know they've confirmed and they're saying it's being written, but I hope Warner Brothers let it happen. Yeah, they don't fuck it up. I hope they don't cancel it. Yeah. Um, fingers yeah. crossed. Fing, fing, fingies, fingies crossed. Uh, so, next award is then best includes will include some of the same films. Uh, is best sequel, prequel, remake, reboot. Ooh. So we'll go back to my twenty twenty two list. Some of the ones I've got in here. So Scream, Scream Five, or just just called Scream. Uh, mm-hmm. The Batman is a a reboot, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, Top Gun Maverick, Prey, which is a prequel, uh, for me, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, uh, Enola Holmes 2, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Avatar The Way of Water, and Glass Onion. They're the ones I've watched. I, I, I think you might you might have seen some things that might be remakes, or did you see, was there any Disney live-action remakes this year? Did you watch any of those? Not that I can see on my list. Uh, you watched I mean, Minions: The Rise of Gru. <laughs> um, That's a sequel. Goes in the list. Did Bob you watch? Bob's Burgers movie wasn't a sequel because it was a TV show. No, it's not a sequel. It's just a film. Um, Fantastic Beasts. I don't know if you already said that. That's a, no, I didn't because I, I I've, only, I've only got the list of what I watched. Um, Did you watch that sequel to? Is it Disenchanted? The film? Oh, I haven't. Maddie has, but I haven't watched oh, I it. Thought you, I thought you'd watched it as well. No, I was meant to, but I never got around to it. But, um, I can't see your list, so I can't point out what sequels <laughs> No, I think I've got pretty much the same as you. They're just a couple of... I think... See, I really liked Fantastic Beasts, but then again, when I think about it as well, I think because me and Maddie went to the, to the premiere of it, I think that also helped our, our excitement and our hype. I think for me this is a tie between Glass Onion and The Way of Water. Um, so, like I said, Avatar, I wasn't expecting to like it that much, and I came out and I apps. When I first, well, no, when I first came out of it, I was like, yeah, it was good. And then the more I thought about it the next day, the more it grew on me, and the more I was like, oh my god, I, I think I fucking love this film. Um, and Glass mm-hmm. Onion, I just had a really good time with it. Um, so those will be two of my mentions, but I think. If I have to pick out of those two, it'll, it'll go to Avatar, I think. Because that's, again, that's the one that shocked me the most out of everything last year. 
Top Gun Maverick as well. That was very very good. But I think I think I think Avatar just takes the takes the cake. If that's the saying. <laughs> yeah. No. That's that's uh, what you, Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah, it that. didn't make my top. I enjoyed it, but it didn't make that's my a, top ten. I, know, I was just saying it was a sequel. I was just uh, so I was just trying to make sure every everything was you know taken yeah, I down. Think... I think that's I it. Um, everything, yeah. yeah, so that's why I was saying, I was wondering if there was anything we could do, like sequel, if there was anything we could do to split them up. So that's obviously a sequel, you said, right? You said Avatar, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, my favourite out of all those films is Prey. Okay. Um, which is obviously a prequel in the Predator universe. Yeah. Um, I just think it... It, obviously, in terms of, I think it's very similar to the original Predator film, except I, I think it's better, and it's only obviously one person really going up against the Predator. I mean, so is the, so is the Predator film in the end, isn't it? It's only Arnold against the Predator in the end. Um, I just think it was a very, very good setting for the story, taking it to somewhere where there isn't any advanced weapons and seeing how they respond to the Predator. Yeah. I think it really worked, and I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, they should now set it in this thing and this thing," and it's just like, "Don't turn it into a gimmick because then it doesn't work." Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, as a as a prequel, I think it was brilliant, um, and just as a Predator movie, I think it's just really strong. As I've said, like I've only seen the first Predator otherwise, and I think it's infinitely better than that film. Yeah. Um. I think Dragon Ball Super Superhero is one of the best Dragon Ball movies, and as a sequel, it works really the thing is different because the dragon ball films don't feel like sequels to each other as much as they just feel like a continuation of the story if that makes sense yeah i get what you mean like because the story it continues on from the story of the manga it actually takes place like a lot a lot a few a fair few years later like there's a time skip that's happened so it doesn't really feel like it's continuing any character arcs or anything like that it just feels yeah. like the next part of the story so like um if if I was to choose a best sequel from the year, I'd say I probably would say Avatar: The Way of Water as well. You know what? Because you've got a sequel and prequel, my sequel will be Avatar, but my prequel will be Fantastic Beasts because it's technically a prequel. It's a sequel, but it's also a prequel. Fair enough. I would have liked a way not to include that, but that's fine. <laughs> I think no. The thing is, I know I know there's all the stuff around J.K. Rowling, and we've spoke about it to fucking <laughs> death. Um, I don't like her as a person, but it's not going to stop me loving the, that world um, that um, mm-hmm. I grew up with. Um, but yeah, sorry, can see. So yeah, sequel and prequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could also then give a reboot and just say the Batman. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm happy with that actually. Yeah, sequel. Both said Avatar. And then, not reboot the Batman. And there weren't really any remake. There probably were. I mean, uh, the Disney Pinocchio remake, but I didn't watch it. And I assume you no, didn't. No, I it. didn't watch it. I only heard bad things about it. And it, yeah, it would have been bad. You can't include Guillermo del Toro's one because it's not. It's an adaptation of the source material. Exactly, and I've not had a chance to watch that yet. Uh, anyway, though, into then most disappointing film, and I know mine off the top of my head is Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, so not worst film, disappointing film. Disappointing film. So a film that you wanted to like, 
but didn't or had higher expectations for and but i didn't love it as much as <coughs> excuse me sorry like the general public not even, well, it's not even necessarily general. I'm not talking about it. It's not necessarily general public. It's you or your own opinion. Like a film that you would have. So, for example, I was looking forward to Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay, but I, I thought. But I didn't like. For example, and another example, uh, which another film that has won this award on my own things, uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, was a film I wanted to love, but yeah, didn't. That's that's the point of this award. I've got, I've got two. Well, one only one which, can win. <laughs> well, I'll mention them both, and then I'll say I'm a winner. So yeah, one of, of them is uh, Jurassic World Dominion. I had a lot of fun with this, mm-hmm. and I liked the last two, and I really wanted this one to go on a, on a on a high. But there was a part of me that knew that it probably wouldn't, <clears throat> so I already had that expectation, but I still enjoyed it. And the other one, quite controversially to a lot of people I work with in my family, was Elvis. I, I enjoyed Elvis... But I think I think it felt like multiple little films, like three three other films smashed into one. I loved Austin Butler, and as I said in my review on Letterboxd, his performance is worth the ticket alone. I didn't like Tom Hanks. I don't think Tom Hanks did a good job at all. Mm-hmm. And I I That's really fair. I heard so many good things about it, and I wanted to just come out of it being like, "That's my best film of this I, year." I but think I came out of it just going, "Yeah, it was alright." In biopics, gen- general audiences always love it because it's usually the audience is usually the people that like the music and like the artists. Yeah. But like you typically find with a lot of biopics that if it's not a good film overall, it does it won't appeal to like, a good. I think a good biopic appeals to everybody. For example, I don't really care for the music of Elton John, but I love Rocket Man. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I think. And I think if you don't, for example, if you'd gone into it being like, I'm a massive Elvis fan, you probably would have loved it. Yeah, I think it's because I just didn't like the pacing. I didn't like the yeah. way it was put together. And, and No, of course. I've heard I've heard the same thing, like the same issues with the film. It, it, out, of, it. Out, of, out of both of them, I had the expectation with Jurassic World and I was more disappointed by... See, that's funny because I wouldn't have expected that to be good in a million years. <laughs> that's my, that's obviously like, my own approach to it, but yeah. My expectation for Jurassic World was it's not going to be amazing, just have fun. Oh, okay. I thought that's, you what was... I, that's what I did. Oh, okay, I thought you were saying um, it, you were expecting it to be good. But with Elvis, I liked it, but I didn't love it, and I was expecting to come out loving it, so I, I think it's going to go to Elvis, just purely because I didn't. God, that's not I even didn't... some. That's unfortunate. That's not even something that's hurt by your. Like, I mean, I say unfortunate. That's better than with me, then I guess, because that's not something that's hurt by your own expectation. That's hurt by the expectations put on you by others. Yeah, and I think I think I I think I gave it too much expectation. I think. Yeah, and... but that's because everyone was. Probably, you said everyone around you liked everyone it. Everyone was raving about it. Yeah, yeah. everyone was saying how amazing it was. So, um, for example, my, for for example, my example of my 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 choice of Thor: Love and Thunder is because I wanted to love it and I wanted it to be amazing. So I'd got my own expectations up. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Which is worse, I think, like in that not saying I'm saying I you know what I mean? Like it's it when someone else has got your expectations up, there's always that bit of like oh maybe it's because of everyone else's opinions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I've got a, I've got a separate worst movie, but yeah, that's definitely my my the one I was disappointed by. I mean, yeah, I have a separate worst movie. Um but other disappointed films I had uh, Lightyear 
that's no kid's favorite movie. <laughs> uh, Uncharted, but then I only put that in there for like as a provisional because I I don't think it was I wasn't that disappointed with it. I never expected it to be good. Fair. Um, or I never expected to love it or like it. I didn't really like it. I'm not gonna, I don't know why. Uh, See How They Run was a film that disappointed me because it looked like a fun um, murder mystery and then it wasn't. Yep. Uh, Black Adam's in there, but again, never really expected it to be good. So, yeah, Thor Love and Thunder it is. Always yeah, is. Fair. Always for me. Uh, so, yeah, worst film, Harry. So, one would have thought it would originally my choice for this was going to be Morbius I watched it at the end of last year yeah. and as I said to Connor um, I think maybe on an episode Matt Smith's the only decent part of that film he carries the yet. whole thing I didn't think we had spoken about it yet it might be oh maybe not I don't know I can't speak to you then I'd say um, sorry whoever it was but I Matt, we Matt Smith Matt Smith definitely had fun with his role um, I don't but... think he's the best part of the film in what is a bad film the film's so nothing. Like, it's just... yeah, it is. It is just a nothing film. But I think the film that's even more nothing mm. is Jackass Four Point Five. Not Jackass Forever. Jackass Four Point Five. So I saw Jackass Forever in the cinema. Had a fun time. It was nothing great, but it was you know it was a fun hour and a half. Me, Maddie, and a, and a good friend. Um, good laugh. And then we saw Jackass Four Point Five on Netflix, and we knew that was the kind of Here's the bits that didn't include in the main film and little behind the scenes stuff. And it was just an hour of shit. Don't get me wrong. They're not great films anyway, but this was just an hour of pure shit. Like, yeah. I don't I don't remember. Usually I can remember, like in Jackass Forever, I can remember some of the skits they do and some of the stuff, things they do. For this, I don't. I, I genuinely have no idea. I can't remember it for the well, life of me. Based on the name of it, I've never watched a Jackass movie because I don't give a shit about any of that. But um, based on the name of it, I would. I would assume it's... Is it just like the... Oh, here's the bits that didn't make the other version? Yeah. Yeah, the point fives are... Here's, here's the bits that we couldn't put in the main film. So it's and cash you're going to get a few, like... Yeah, and a few behind-the-scenes interviews. But they usually go straight to Netflix. And so, then, yeah. Um, it's... And they, the other ones are actually usually all right. Like the 3.5 and 2.5, there were some funny moments in it. That's this fair. one, just... There was no funny things. I was that's... just like, this is this is crap. No, oh, that's fair. Um, that's again... Again, I got a few few competitors from for worst film: Uncharted, uh, Black Adam, The Lost City, Morbius, obviously, All of Them Thunder, and then uh, the Whitney Houston film. Oh yeah, we saw that the other day. Yeah, same. Well, I say same. I saw it just after Christmas. I don't know. Um, the two I'm yeah I, the two I'm choosing between is Morbius and the Whitney Houston film. Okay. Like. Morbius, yeah, it's just a nothing movie. <laughs> Morbius, I think like... that's what makes I think that's what makes Morbius so bad is the fact it was just it's had so much kind of funny things around it. Oh, it's Morbius yeah. time and all that shit, and it is. Like, I watched it, and it was an hour and twenty. It felt like an hour and twenty minutes of just nothing. No, like, yeah, there was nothing compelling about it. My thing about Morbius though is I did come out of the cinema and go like, it's not like it's not harmlessly bad. <laughs> like it's it's not harmfully bad. Sorry, it's like it's harmless. It's like I think gen- some generic audiences might enjoy it, but nobody went to see it. So, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, with um the Whitney Houston film, it just felt like a Wikipedia article. That's like, what I said. I see. I enjoyed the Whitney Houston film, but I think the pacing and the editing really threw me off. I took one thing from the film, and it was something I already knew, and that's that she had a good voice. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, it felt every... Even my mum didn't like it that much, and she likes Whitney Houston. Oh, fair. Like, she, my mum said something about, like, she was an amazing singer and I, after we, as we were walking out, and I was like, yeah, can't say the same about that film. <laughs> she was like, no, it was terrible. Like, this, it, it didn't have a... It had a... I don't even... I, no disrespect to any of the filmmakers involved, but it had a terrible script. Like, oh, oh yeah, I think that, but also that goes about when we're talking about like worst films and all that stuff. It goes yeah. about saying it's, you know, we've studied the film industry. I work in the film industry. It's nothing against anyone that works in the film industry or worked on these films. We're just talking about the things that just unfortunately, we just didn't mm-hmm. like for, for various reasons. And I think, yeah, I, I think, I don't think, fair. I don't think the film really had an emotional crux to it either. Like it was just like, what is. What is, it jumps what I, around in time too much for me to get an emotional well, it, kind of Each thing just jumped forward. It was just each scene felt like a paragraph of a Wikipedia page. Like each yeah. scene. So from every scene felt like it was just there were just scenes strung together. And I feel like if you would cho- if you choose one through line maybe. But there wasn't that. There wasn't a single through line. Yeah. Like and then sometimes like for example, like for like half the film her mother disappears. Oh yeah, and then she's just there at the end again. You're like, what is going on with this story? And it's just, I don't know. I don't know if I even learned anything real about her life <laughs> from the film. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of already knew. Yeah, I I gave it. I I. Uh, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'll say Morbius just because <laughs> it was so nothing. Morbius. It was but, so. I didn't come out. The thing is, I think it's a really bad film, but I didn't hate it. Like, I didn't come out hating it. I just no, came out being what? like, it is terrible. But Look, like, I, I did same. have a good. I did have a good time watching that one. <laughs> yeah, I had I had fun watching it. I don't think it's a good film. But the reason I don't like it so much is purely because of all the kind of the funniness and all the kind of um, morbid time and all that sh- memes has come out from it. That's the best part of the film. Me. Why? It's I just don't time. know. Do you know why the Morbin Time joke lost its luster as soon as Jared Leto did it? And it's like, oh no, Jared Leto, you're missing the point. No, stop it. You don't. Yeah, we don't like you. It, you've made it a proper thing now. <laughs> oh, it's great though. What about Morbius floating like a crisp packet in the in the underground or whatever in the subway? Oh fuck it, hell. <laughs> yeah. And you it's know so... the, the woman, the woman opening her eyes right at the end. Sequel hit. Yeah, nice. Fuck it's off. great. And then obviously the end credit scenes. The worst <laughs> post credit scenes in the history of post credit scenes. Yeah. Intriguing. Fuck off! I love it. Oh, Let's I don't know. Oh, I don't. Three years. As I've said, like, do you know what? I'm gonna. This is gonna sound. This is gonna sound weird coming from me, right? Mm. I hated Thor: Love and Thunder. I didn't hate Morbius. Jesus Christ! But the thing is, I don't. I think Morbius is the worst film. Well, it's because you had more expectation before Love and Thunder. You knew <laughs> everyone knew Morbius was gonna be shit. Uh, I remember when I was um I was as a joke when I was for Christmas I was saying to my mum oh can you get me a DVD of Morbius not the Blu-ray the DVD. <laughs> no, I'm fucking buying it. If it's like two pound fifty somewhere. I'll fucking get it for you. I want I want the I just want the DVD of Morbius. That's what I'm gonna get you for your birthday this year. I'm just gonna buy you a DVD of Morbius. I'm 27, so can you get me 27 of them? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. No, I I'll just want to be the DVD. person. I'll get you one DVD. I'll get you one Blu-ray and one 4K, so you can choose which version to watch. I want to be that person that when people come around your house, they're like, "Why do you have so many copies of the Morbius DVD?" And I'm just like, why not? It's Morbid time. 
Oh my god. Now, you know what? I'm going to go full into it. 2023 is the year I'm going to become a huge Morbius fan for no reason. Yeah, fuck it. Go done for it. it. I've done it. I'm going to go. Not? I'm going <laughs> to buy sure a copy every month. At some point, Jared Letter <laughs> will even contact you and ask to become part of his Morbid cult. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd love to become part of Jared Leto's cult. <laughs> Do you want to Drinks... record today, Connor? No, I can't. I'm out with Jared Leto. Drink some of his what? kombucha. That's a Glass Jesus. Onion reference. Glass Onion. Best animated film. Um. So I've got Minions, which is actually I ain't gonna decent. accept if you if you gave it that I wouldn't ever listen to I'm your not. opinion again. <laughs> but I'm gonna give it to the Bob's Burgers movie because I saw that on my birthday. Uh-huh. Didn't, um, even, it's, didn't even go for a full list yet. All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, for me, because they're the only two I've got. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I don't... That's I don't a bad year why. for animated films sure, for you, then. I'm pretty sure there was more, but... There was there um, was more. <laughs> but, I, I mean, not from... I don't know about you, but, but there were more for me. But also, the Bob's Burgers movie, I like the show. I really enjoyed the film. It was just one super-sized episode of the film. That's and fair. that's what I enjoyed, so... It's like, like the Simpsons movie. It's like it's just like an episode yeah. of the show. Yeah, exactly. Um... So, animated films I saw, I saw My Father's Dragon, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, Lightyear, The Bad Guys, Wendell and Wild, Intergalactic, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Um, okay. Turning Red was is good. I like that a lot. Um, the Sea Beast is really well animated, but the story is just generic. Not in a bad way, but it's just pretty generic. Intergalactic was fine. I like the animation style. Uh, Wendell and Wild is obviously uh, Henry Selleck who did Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Um, and, and it's stop motion and it's Key and Peele. Um, I love him. Jordan Peele was one of the writers on it as well. So that was that was a fun fun film. Um, I really liked the desi- the design and look of that film. The Bad Guys was a decent film, but it was definitely a family film. It was a U, but like it had good animation and a good premise. But it was definitely yeah. a family film. Too family for me. Lightyear, ugh. Um, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, obviously I have reasons. <laughs> of course. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is fantastic. I think the performances as well are amazing from the cast. Fucking Kate Blanchett plays a monkey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like, it's great. Uh, I actually, um, for my nominations for my awards, which I haven't released yet, but as of this recording, they would have already been out. Um, one of the nominations is uh, David Bradley as Geppetto. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I never usually give it to an animated performance because it's never ones that really stand out. But it, the, the animated performances from him and from Ewan McGregor specifically were amazing. Okay. Like, their their, their vocal performances were great. Um, yeah, they're probably really good. And then I really like... I didn't really care for the animation style of My Father's Dragon, but I really liked the story. Okay. Um, it really resonated with me. Okay. Um, so what would, you, what would you give it to if you had to choose one? Dragon Ball Super Superhero. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be that. Um, it's it's amazing. I wasn't on board with the animation style initially, but it really because it was three D animated, um, CG animated style, and but it really worked for the story. It really worked for the designs, and then it focused on two characters who are my favorite Dragon Ball characters. So nice. I was like, I'm getting, I'm actually getting a lot out of this. And then it's only since watching one of the reviews that someone I follow did that I was like, actually, you know what? They're right, like it's it's amazing. As a Dragon Ball movie, it is probably better than the last one. Like it has great action sequences, but it breaks them up really well, like with other stuff. It doesn't the last Dragon Ball movie had like forty five minutes non stop action. Yeah. At one point in the film, but this one it breaks the action up. 
Um, and it just, yeah, it's be- it looks beautiful in the action sequences. Um, and there are some scenes where the animation doesn't look great, but it's usually in the cutaway scenes to things that, something that doesn't even have anything to do with the story. So, okay. but um, overall, yeah, it's Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Um, I respect that. My, the, the, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and My Father's Dragon were the ones that were close behind it, though. Okay. Uh, I need to write that down, then. Dragon Ball Super... What did you say? Um, the Boz Burgers movie, yeah. I was going to try and watch that last year, but I did actually want to watch the show first to see if I could even like that. I know you said you could probably watch the film without watching the show, could... but like, oh, yeah, I wanted e- to watch... Can... I want to watch the show at some point anyway, so... Yeah, you can easily watch it separately. There's no um, like through line or anything like that. No, um, no, I just... I think it does help. I think it's nice to watch. Watch an episode of the show first, and if you like well, that episode, then... I'll probably... I probably won't go... If I watch one episode of the show, I'm not going to then go and watch the movie. I'll probably carry on watching the show. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. I meant I was going to try and watch it all and then watch the film before the end of 2022 initially so that I could have it on my list, but I did. I just didn't. So I thought I'm not going to rush it out. I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah. Uh, most surprising film. Ooh. So a film that you didn't know anything about going into, or something that you were like, oh, I don't know, what's this going to be, and then you just, you know, you know what it is, you know what it is. Um. So there's a, again, a few, a few things that stand out. Uh, the Lost City, Charge Bullet, Channing Tatum. I enjoyed more than I thought I was going to. Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. I I thought was fucking amazing, and I didn't think it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, good. Uh, again, Avatar. Um. I got a few. The Adam Project, not because I didn't think it was going to be good, but more in terms of, I didn't know what it was. I said I was very, I was like, oh, what's this about? But the really? one, the one, well, the one that I will choose because yeah. for, I wasn't originally going to watch it, and then it was a recommendation from my mum of all people, who, for those who know her, never recommends films. Mm. Um, was Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell on Apple TV Plus. Christmas movie. Yeah, it was the one that that I went into it going right. My mum, my mum keeps recommending it to me. I'm going down for Christmas. I'm going to watch it so we can talk about it. And me and Maddie sat down. We had our dinner. We watched it, and we 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 just laughed through the whole thing. We thought it was it was engaging. We thought it was yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, it's not the best story in the world. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's as a Christmas film and as just a family film. I walked out. I came out of it going. Okay, that was actually a really good suggestion. I'm I'm glad I was suggested to watch that. That's fair, yeah. Um, the good yeah. thing about the surprising award is it does give you a chance. This award is for like pointing out a film that maybe it doesn't even have to have been like one of your favourite films, but it's like a film that was like I didn't expect to think anything of this. That's what I like about this. Yeah. Award. So like, on my list, I've got some obvious ones that I'm not going to say because they're like the ones I would have expected. I wanted to like anyway and heard great things about. But like Avatar: The Way of Water was a surprising one for me because I didn't like yep. the first one. Uh, RRR, RRR. Oh, it's hard to say it. with an English accent, um, which is very was a very surprising one. Top Gun Maverick, yeah. Uh, the Menu, Bullet Train, Metal Lords, which is a Netflix movie about teenage metal fans. Um, yeah, Bullet Train as well. Yeah, I said I said Bullet Train. Yeah. No, sorry, I didn't. I'm. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullet it was Train, on your yeah. yeah. Uh, Enola Holmes two. Um, My Father's Dragon, Spiderhead. I really like Spiderhead. Um. And then Senior, which is the uh, documentary about Robert Downey Senior on Netflix. Oh yes, yes, that is on my Netflix list. Um, I thought that was really good. Um, 
but the one the one I get the one I'm gonna give it to because it's the one that I think. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even remember what I. Oh no, now I can remember. I think I can remember what I. I think I gave. I think I gave it. I think Avatar was the okay. one because like I hated the the first one. <laughs> yeah. And then I loved this one. And then like another film that would be up there is Everything Everywhere All at Once because like even though everyone said it was amazing and like I wanted to love it I went in and I was like oh I did not expect half of this shit to happen so I just realised everything everywhere all at once isn't on my um, it's on my letterbox but it's not on my actual wow um, can't can't believe you this this everything everywhere all at once erasure (laughs) Um, I think yeah I think Avatar yeah Avatar for me yeah, mine, mine's spirited, but it would have been Top Gun just after that. Spirited for Harry. Avatar for Connor. And then let's drop into let's drop some special mentions, Harry. You got any special mentions? Any films that you know? Is this still for surprising or just generalised? No, this is mentions? special mentions. Special mentions overall, like special mentions, basically for best film before we do best film. Um, just adding everything over all at once to my top ten. There we go. Um, ooh. Again, I really enjoyed The Lost City. I enjoyed The Adam Project. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's fair to say I enjoyed it, but it was really interesting to watch the Tinder Swindler documentary. Uh, I did enjoy Uncharted, personally. Didn't love it, but I did enjoy it. Um, you, it's funny, because I was actually... Because I've been playing Uncharted 3 a little bit. What I was noticing was that it they definitely took a lot of stuff from Uncharted 3 and 4 for the film. Yeah, not 1 and 2, 3 and 4. Yeah, sure. which cuz I even like cuz I noticed that I was like, "Oh shit, the, the outfit that Nate's wearing at, at one point is exactly the same shirt that Tom Holland's uh Nathan Drake wears." Yeah, like the plain the, the plain white one. Well, even just if you think about the opening of Uncharted 3 in the suit at one, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty much apart from the blazers, like for like for what Tom. There's a lot of stuff in there, bar. yeah, and the fact and the fact that it also focuses on him meeting Sully, even though it's I don't really like the way they handled that in the film. Yeah. Um, um, and the fact that it also mentions Nate, uh, Nate's brother, or shows Nate's brother. Um, yeah. And the fact that what they're after is pirate treasure. Yeah, I think. Or is it Cortez's gold? I think it's Cortez's gold, isn't it? I think it's Cortez's gold, yeah. I think I want a special mention as well to Fantastic Beasts again, because I think I re- it is on my top ten. I really enjoyed the film, but I think it was such a special part of the... The actual event was such a special part of the year as well. I've spoken about it on the podcast already, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, because me and Maddie went to the to the world premiere, very luckily, and it's, so that was quite a special... It's a special film for us too, so that's why it's in... It's got quite a high rating and a special mention, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think I don't really want to go. I'm not going to do a special mention for my top five because I'm I'm gonna well I'm gonna speak about them for the best film. But um, no, that's fine. I thought because any I thought ones that might miss have missed out on it, but we can go back to that as well at the end if we want to add any more to yeah. it. Um, but Sweet. for ones for me, it's because it's the some films that I haven't actually mentioned at all yet, and it's like it's funny because there were films that I really liked. So like um, the Northman. Okay. Like that's not come up in anything at the moment, but it was a film I loved. Yeah. Um, but it was like a film I wanted to go into and love, and I was expecting it to be good. It's Robert Eggers, so you know I was expecting it to be great. Um, the Menu, hundred percent. 
because I like I loved that film and now it's on Disney Plus. So anyone who hasn't seen it, watch it. Yeah, I'm excited to. I'm actually excited to give that a watch on Disney Plus. Um, Glass Onion. I don't think it was as sharp as the first one. Uh, if you pardon the pun. Um, but it was still amazing. Yeah. Um. Uh, White Noise. I know it's been not as well received by critics and even audiences, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty funny, and I know it is very weird and like out there, but I did. I had a decent time with it. I think the, it's got really good writing. Um, whatever. What else can I say? Uh, oh, RRR because I I think my only my only note from that film, or my only like one the one thing I want to say about that film is. Hollywood take notes like yeah it's a film that absolutely needs to have an influence on Hollywood because of just not in terms of like, like it's very silly at times and there it does it it is over the top because it isn't it is an Indian film but um it's just so good like and like I really cared about the story and the characters so okay it just it really stood out and then also I'll give I'll put nope in there because that was film was just pure spectacle it was like very Spielbergian I enjoyed Violet Night for what it was. Don't think it was like outstanding, but I think it's worth a worth a watch if you're into that kind of um, action comedy. So, can't believe this. This is a year where we haven't got any of the same special mentions. Here's a fun fact for you, listeners. Me and Connor was in the same uh, Violet Night uh, screening. I, me and Maddie. Uh, got there like I don't know, twenty minutes before the, the, the before, as the trailer started. I've got a fact for you actually, Connor. I, I didn't tell you. Um, but let me say this first. And then trailers start, and who happens to walk up? Fucking Connor. And then I was gonna try and I didn't want to chuck anything at him because I didn't want to piss him off before the. I was film, definitely obviously. in there before the trailer started, wasn't I? Well, uh, you were in there before the trailers, but as the adverts started. Fair enough. But um. I didn't. Want, I wanted to try and get your attention, but then obviously you're in the cinema. You want to chill and relax and watch a film. I didn't want to have like chuck a bit of popcorn at you and be like, you'd be like, what the fuck? Um, and yeah, we missed each other just by seconds afterwards as well, which was a shame. But um, yeah, fun facts about that screening, Connor, is when me and Maddie got there. Uh, as always, we get there super early, and we went to go on the screen. And like, oh, you can't go on the screen yet. And there was people waiting outside. We were like, oh, okay, they must be must be cleaning it then. And they went, no, someone's proposing in there. And we were like, what? And they were like, yeah, guys, a guy made a film, hired out the cinema screen, proposed to her. And they went, if it goes well, then we'll let you guys in. You can say congratulations and you can all watch the film. If it goes badly, we'll ask you to go to the end of the corridors while they walk out awkwardly. Mm. She said yes. But as we walked in, everyone was like, congratulations. And I was like, I just want to watch mine at night. Like, this, this, is, this is awkward. I think it sounds like, sounds like they took that idea from, uh, from New Girl. But um, it was literally people in the row in front of you, I think. Or two rows in front of you. Okay. But yeah, I forgot to tell you. Yeah. Random. Interesting. Random. So, it's the best film. Okay. Unless you've got any more special mentions, but I don't, so... I don't. I'm going to go through my top five. Okay. And I'm going to count down, if that's okay. You do what you want. I will. <laughs> so, number five... I've got Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyed it. Like I said earlier, we spoke to death about it on last week's episode, so I'm not going to go too much into it. Number four, I've got Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, this was 
as Connor, Connor told me to watch it, not be distracted, proper focus on it. That's what I did. And it, it, even my stepdad watched it with me and he doesn't usually watch sci-fi films or any film like that. And he was like, this is fucking insane. Michelle Yeoh is great. All the cast are great. Ki, Ki Hoi Kwan, is that how you say his name? I might have... But, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, so. He, yeah, he's fantastic. His scene where he's fighting everyone with the with the satchel is is chef's kiss. Um, really, isn't really it, enjoyed uh, that. Isn't it a... Um, what's it called? Because it's a bag that you put around the front. What's that called? It's like a man bag. Type, like a money, yeah, that's called, money purse. It's, it's got thing. a name. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I can't remember. It's not a satchel. It's um, definitely not a satchel bag. <laughs> uh, then I've number three is Top Gun Maverick. I didn't think I was going to like this at all, and then I I didn't watch it in the cinema, and then I finally caved and brought the Blu-ray, and me and Maddie decided to watch it, and everyone in work said it was great, and I've got a friend that was like, it's the best thing since sliced bread, and I was just a bit like, oh, everyone's really overhyped it, and I watched it, and I sent my friend a text saying, you know what, I was wrong, this was fantastic, really good film. Um. Mm-hmm. Number two is Glass Onion. I really, really enjoyed Glass Onion. I think, like you, I think I, I, I don't know, I don't know which one I preferred that or Knives Out, but I, I, I had a really good time with Glass Onion. I think Daniel Craig was on top form. I yeah. think he, I think he brings more to the role of Benoit Blanc, while the story of the, like the mystery of the first one is maybe a bit more tied together, I guess. Um, but yeah, my best film, yes, Avatar: The Way of Water. I didn't expect to like it, and it's really grown on me since. And I've now realised that I absolutely love it. Um, mm. So yeah, damn you, James Cameron. I that was my favourite film of last year. That's my best film. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, as I said at the beginning of the episode, I don't have my films ranked in order. That's fair. Uh, but no, I'm typing things wrong. One second. Uh, oh, I can quickly go that my top twelve. I can say. That's <laughs> fair. Oh, yeah, I've got a top ten, but I just did the top five. Which is White Noise, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, Nope, RRR, Avatar: The Way of Water, Prey, The Batman, Glass Onion, The Banshees of Inisherin, uh, The Menu, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The, the Northman. Um, oh. It was only when I was doing. My my lists for my um, my own awards thing that I was like, you know what, the Banshees of Inisherin is incredible. Um, like, I loved it when I saw it, but like, I, from all of this year, I pretty much been saying the Northman and everything everywhere all at once are my two favorite films. Mm. But it was only when I was doing my own lists at the end, I was like, you know what, I think that the Banshees of Inisherin is one of my top films of this year as well because like it's incredibly well written. I think in terms of its script. And it's directing. I think it is the best film from last year for me. Okay. Um, because, and I think the, I think Colin, Colin Farrell and Brent, Brendan Gleeson are fantastic in it. Um, it's, and it's, I mean, it's a, it's the same director of obviously as, as in In Bruges, um, Seven Psychopaths, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. And like, I think he's, he's just, I don't know. I love the way he writes films. I love the way he can make the drama and the comedy work really well together. Yeah. Because um, his films are hilarious, but like there's a lot of real like heart and drama in a lot of the stuff as well, um, and there's definitely a lot of that. I really love Colin Farrell in the film, um, but but it's not that it's it's going to be everything everywhere all at once. I think that film is just 
it's everything. <laughs> it, it was. It's. I'm. I'm glad I took your advice and knew nothing going into it. I'm glad. Um. I, I, it's, even though it's been out for right, it's even got to a point where I don't want to talk about it in too much detail because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Because it is such a. I think the best way to say it is such a surprising film and it's such a. It hits you with fucking a lot straight out the gate and all the performances are great the story's solid the writing's yeah. great it's funny it's emotional um yeah i i'm i'm glad i i'm glad i've watched it um sad that i didn't watch it in the cinema but that's my own fault but i'm happy i finally got around to watching it do you know what the best uh i'm not I'm, okay this won't be a spoiler because i'm not going to go in depth on that but you know what the best scene to watch in the cinema was what the scene with the rocks really because it fell silent. Because that scene is yeah. silent. Of course it is. I mean, yeah, I could see that being... Like, it's so... It's uncomfortable to watch something that quiet in the cinema. Obviously, people that's the same kind of thing that people talk about with A Quiet Place and that, isn't it? It's like, oh, it's very uncomfortable. But it's like, when you're watching that scene, you're just like, fuck, everyone's just... It's also like, there were people talking at the beginning of the film, like, just that right at the beginning, initially. Yeah. But then as soon as it gets going, everyone just shut up and watched it. And I think that moment is what encapsulated that because at the beginning of the film, people were talking, and it was—it's always annoying when you're in the cinema and people are talking. For um, a fi- yeah, for a film that has so much going on, having such a quiet scene, and it was yeah, yeah, it was also fair. it was also the film I wanted to watch the most in the cinema, and I was like waiting for it to come out because it came out quite late here. Yeah, it did. Yeah, in comparison to America, so I just saw just people online talking about it all the time, like. Because I obviously follow a lot of Americans, and I'm just like I hate seeing everyone talk about this film, and like I was surprised that I wasn't spoiled. But I feel like everybody that watched the film and was talking about it, nobody wanted to spoil the film. No, that's been the best part. Everyone I've spoken to about this film, every, like for example, if I've gone out with drinks with friends, and I there was this one time I went out with three of my closest friends, and we went out for a drink, and two of them started talking about the film, and they both turned around and went, "Have you both to us the other two? Have you two watched it?" My friend said yes, but I said no, and all three of them went right. Stop talking. We're not spoiling it, and that was that. They just didn't spoil it, and I was it for a, for a, for a time when spoil culture is so big at the moment. Like with this film, especially, everyone's kind of made that commitment. Like you've watched it, we're not spoiling it for anyone because it will. I do think mm. it will take away from the film. I think a big part of that as well for why this kind of film has been like that is because it's not a, it's not it's not a Marvel movie. It's not a superhero movie, so it doesn't appeal to children. Yes, and you'll typically get it's usually teenagers and and like teen, well yeah I can't say children you can't you can't really be a child on something like Twitter anyway if it, but like teenagers want to talk about it all the time and they want to post about it because it becomes their favorite thing so like you're constantly seeing things for like superhero movies like immediately after the films come out yeah but like where this film and obviously the film only made I say only it was it's still a twenty four's biggest film but it made like hundred and twenty million worldwide okay. something like that maybe a bit more. Um, which isn't a lot of money, but for the film and for the budget it had, that's huge. Yeah, um, of course. But then I can imagine the audiences in the cinema watching that film were exclusively adults. I, oh, I 100%. Just, so, so, like, they're not the kind of people that are going to go online and be like, oh, did you see this moment and this moment and this thing? And you're like, because that would just... I think, you especially if you're watching a film like that, you have to have the... I'm going to say intelligence to be like, no, this is a film that has to be experienced. Yeah. And I think every, I mean, every film's a film that has to be experienced, but like, I I think that's why there's a difference between that film and Marvel movies, for example. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think you've, I think you've summed that up pretty well. 
to the point where you didn't see the social media account for everything everywhere all at once posting saying don't spoil it it was with marvel movies you get that for every film pretty much like don't spoil it until we start spoiling yeah. it um but yeah i think that's it then it's our full list uh there we go there we're we done best and worsts of 2022 and i think we can all agree that the worst of 2022 just in general just the worst of 2022 not worst film just the worst of 2022 is elon musk Oh, what a fucking <laughs> dick. <laughs> Fuck you, Elon. <laughs> um, that's We shouldn't even sign out. That should, it should just be the worst 20 is Elon Musk and then end. Yeah, can do. I mean, obviously we might. Oh, won't we? Okay. Oh, yeah, because you I mean, we can. To... No, no, no. Go on, go on. Tell us where. Tell everyone. Unless I just put my stinger thing at the end, but nah, because that means I'll, that's the, like, the, thing, <laughs> the thing saying, there's another part coming. There's not a part coming. Just, Just say... Just do your stuff. Let's just wrap this up. Let's wrap. We're done. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> I mean, do your do your right, thing. Stop, our, stop, our... quietly, stop, stop interrupting. Let me do stop it. Stop quietly laughing. <laughs> Let me do it. Do your thing. Right, wrap well, up. End our, the podcast. <laughs> there's our best of twenty, best and worst of twenty twenty two. We want to know your opinions. Do you agree with our best films, our worst films, our most surprising films? Is there anything that we haven't spoke about that you wish that we did? Please get in touch. We are two smoking microphones everywhere. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And we also have an email address, twosmokingmicrophonespod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me and Connor. Um, Connor, you can find him at uh, ConnorJordan underscore 96. I don't know if his link tree's back up yet. Is yeah, my link tree's on there. Yeah, it's on there. Right, it's, I think they're there stopping. They're not, they're not doing that thing now. Because they were, they were saying before, like, that, like you're not allowed to share to any other social media accounts on Twitter. Or they were saying they were going to do that and at risk of being, like, banned. Mm, yeah, I saw <laughs> um, that. But they're not doing that. Um, so there you'll find the link to his uh, his blog and his Twitch and everything on there. You'll find the link to his awards. He does them every year. They are genuinely a really, really good read. Um, I always look forward to him to see where he's kind of ranked all the films he's watched. He also puts a list of all the films he has watched as well. Um, so that's very interesting to see the variety. Um, you can find me at Harry Young Edits on Twitter. There you'll find... My link tree to the Review Lab blog and podcast kind of been took a took a Christmas break. Don't know when it's when it's back just yet, but um, keep an eye out for that. Um, and obviously, you can go back and listen to uh, any of our previous episodes, season three, season two, and season one. Um, season three is our probably our one we've enjoyed the most, I guess. Um, yeah, I loved probably. it. I fucking had a great time. Um, so yeah, go back and catch up and let us know what you think. Um, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Mainly those two. Um, yeah, keep an eye on all the socials for any details coming up um, regarding the podcast. Um, I'm kind of flagging here. I don't really know what I'm saying now. Scones! Enjoy them! <laughs> <laughs>